after uh, a trip together with mommy. Uh, we thank God for the season that we are in right now where, um, you know, we have this issue of COVID-19 across the globe. Of course, every one of you will agree with me that in Christ's faith, Tabernacle, God has not kept us away from the knowledge of this. He had warned us over the years concerning this, and especially in this new year, when the Lord revealed to me there was a fury sent from hell against the earth to destroy so many people and kill and maim. At the same time, in that prophecy, I saw that the hand of mercy of God sent a standard which was raised by God against it. And the Lord told us very distinctly that COVID-19 will be short-lived, and we believe that it will be so. But however, tonight, I want to thank every one of you as you have been praying together, even with all the restrictions that have been placed uh, upon everyone. Even in Nigeria, there was restrictions. There was a shutdown. I narrowly escaped out of Nigeria to be able to join you on Monday morning. However, <coughs> we will be praying tonight for 30 minutes, and then we will go into um, the Bible study for today. I want you to turn your Bibles with me to the book of Psalm 91. It says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Before we go into Psalm, let's start our service together as we do by reading Psalm 24 with an uplifted hand. Shall we? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he had founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? They that have clean hands and pure heart. Who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully? He will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him. Who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Selah? Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. We'll read together also Psalm 145. Shall we together? I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness. And joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, 
slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your sins will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hands and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name. Amen and ever. Amen. I want us to lift up our voice and begin to thank God for his mercy. Father, we bless your name. We give you the praise and honor and glory for your mercy. He says, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. Let's thank God for his love for the world that he had created. Let us thank God for his love for humanity. Even at this very time, that the whole world is shut down because of the COVID-19, the hand of mercy of God is upon the earth. Let us thank God for he did not allow this plague to have gone so devastating that God had restricted the impact of it. And we thank God for the knowledge he has given to the governments. We thank God for the knowledge he has given to the scientists. We bless the name of the Lord for his mercy. He says, the eyes of the Lord look, the eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy desires of every living thing. Let us thank God for his mercy. The God who provides unto all. The Lord who have mercy on all. The God whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And his dominion endures through all generations. Let us thank God for his mercy. We thank you, God, for your faithfulness. We thank you, God, for your power. Think about your life and thank God for your life. Think about our nation, United Kingdom, or any nation you have been listening to me right now. Begin to thank God for that nation. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. Father, we bless your name. We exalt you. We bless you, Lord. Verse 10 says, all you have made, we praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. We bless the name of the Lord. We thank God for his grace and mercy. We thank God for his hand of power. We thank God for the healing power in his blood. Father, we exalt and glorify thee. We praise you, O God. We praise you, O God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. Psalm 91 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. 
We are going to thank God and pray that at this time, Father, we bring the whole humanity under the mercy of God. That the Lord will cause us to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. During this period of the plague, that the mercy of God will stretch out to the ends of the earth over all mankind. And that God will protect mankind and stop this COVID-19. Shall we begin to pray? Father, Lord, we dwell under the shelter of the Most High, and so we abide in the shadow of the Almighty. We pray, O God, at this time, that you will stretch out your hand of mercy. Let us ask God to stretch out his hand of mercy, and that the whole world will come under the compassion of God now. God, have compassion on the world that you have created, on humanity that you have created. Father, protect us from the terror of this night. Protect us from the arrows that fly by day. We bring everybody, O God, under the shadow of the Almighty. The common enemy of humanity now is COVID-19, the coronavirus. We ask for God's mercy. Let us ask God to spread His wing over the earth in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord will save us from this pestilence. It says, you will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the personnel that stalks in noonday. Lord, we pray for mercy. We pray for the hand of mercy of God. We pray, O oh God, that the Lord will have mercy and will use, let us ask God to use this season to cause the heart of people to reflect on God. That God will speak by the Holy Spirit into the heart of men, even in this very season. That many people will turn to the Lord to seek His face. Let us just pray. God will turn this to His advantage for salvation in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray Thee. We pray the Lord. We pray the Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen and amen. You know, the Lord had given us Isaiah 48 verse 42 verse 8 before it says and the lord will, will and, and i am the lord that is my name i will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols so we're going to pray together now that lord in the midst of this hula baloo give revelation you remember i told you towards the end of last year again and again that god said in this new year he will give cure to diseases to people and now we're going to pray that the Lord will stretch out by the power of the Holy Spirit, that God the Holy Spirit will bring revelation now to the sciences concerning the cure of COVID-19. I mean, we have a lot of knowledge about COVID-19 now because it's one of the viruses that are. And of course, because the virus, this very virus has, has not really attacked man before, that's the reason why man has not even thought about it. Now that it has invaded man, we will pray, God, you are the Lord, that is your name. You will not give your glory to another, your praise to idol. Send revelation and solution to this, that within the next seven days, there will be an invention to wipe off this stuff. Shall we just begin to pray in the name of Jesus? Lord, according to your word, you said, I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another or my praise to an idol. So, Lord, we lift up your children on the earth to you. Father, we pray for revelation knowledge of cure. Revelation knowledge of cure. Lord, that it will, it will be by God and to his saints. 
Father, so that your glory will go to you. Such we want revelation of cure that we glorify God. In the midst of this, open the mind of our doctors, our sciences. It is a time to receive revelation from the Holy Spirit. Inspiration from you, God. Let us pray that God will beam the light of the Holy Spirit upon the mind of scientists that within seven days from today, they will get the solution. Within seven days to today, we declare by this time, before this time next week, there will be a solution to this. An invention shall be given, a cure shall be given in the name of Jesus that the Lord will open the mind of His righteous upon the earth and He will give them revelation so that God's name shall be glorified. In the name of Jesus, in their dreams they will see. In their mind they will understand. In the name of Jesus, solution shall be given and the name of the Lord shall be glorified. Father, we bless your holy name. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Now, this, the next prayer we're going to pray is verse 9 of the same Isaiah 42. It says, See, the former things have taken place, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I announce them to you. We're going to pray. We're not going to wait until COVID-19 is finished before we start looking for what is going on. We know that COVID-19 issue is affecting the economy of the whole globe. As God warned us that there will be a global recession, however, there is always a solution before a problem. And that's what the scripture is saying. See, the former things have taken place. What are the former things in this application is the COVID-19. We have seen it already. We have seen coronavirus already. And God said, new things are announced before, before the spring forth, I announce them to you. We're going to pray for all of us that God should give us revelation of what, is, what lies in the future. In your career, in your life, in, your, in the business, in the economy of the whole world. Father, open my eyes to see what next. Shall we just begin to pray in the name of the Lord? Lord, we pray. The former things have taken place. In this case, coronavirus already has happened. It's the former thing. New things you declare, O oh God, before they spring into being, you announce them to us. Father, we ask for our ears to open, that our ears shall open to what God is saying. <clears throat> we will not say what people are saying. We will be able to see what heaven is saying. Thereafter, in this very season, that the Holy Spirit will give us visions. Holy Spirit will give us revelation in the name of Jesus. We will bring solution to mankind at this very time. In whatever field that we are, what will happen after coronavirus? As the news of coronavirus has spread around the whole world, what is God doing? What is heaven doing? Give us understanding, O oh God. Give us revelation, O oh God. Tell the Lord, open my eyes to see your next plan. Open our heart to understand what you have for the earth. So that God's church will arise in the divine plan of God to shine the light of God on earth in this very season. In the name of Jesus, let us ask God such revelation that will revolutionize the earth. We ask for revelation. Eyes open, ears open, eyes to see, ears to hear. 
and mind to comprehend so that the name of God will be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, we exalt you, we magnify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we had prayed. The next prayer we're going to pray is Isaiah 42 verse 13. He says, the Lord will march out like a mighty man, like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal. Like a, like with a shout, he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. Now, you know, God gave us this scripture at the beginning of the year and told us to pray it, that Lord march out like a mighty man. Like a warrior, stir up your zeal. Against the hordes of Satan. Now we want to pray against the powers of the devil. It is Satan that causes killing and maiming and plague like this. Of course, we know that the, the sins of men may trigger out. However, God is ever merciful God. God does not like to see humanity wasted because Jesus died for humanity. So we are going to pray, Father, march out like a mighty warrior into the four corners of the earth like a warrior stir up your zeal with a shout raise a battle cry and triumph over all your enemies across the globe shall i begin to pray in the name of jesus god and king we pray you said i will march out like a mighty man father we ask you in this time to the four corners of the globe the north, the south, the east, and the west. Lord, send your army. March out like a mighty warrior. Sear up your zeal, O God, for humanity's sake, for the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross. Father, triumph over all the powers of hell. Lord, march out against the powers of Satan. And Lord, arrest the powers of the enemies. Overthrow the powers of the enemies. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray thee, Lord, we pray thee, send your power out into the four corners of the globe. Send your power out into the four corners of the globe. Pray and tell the Lord that the Lord will send his warrior angels all over the four corners of the globe. That God will send his warrior angels. The Lord will rise up with a mighty axe. And with a great fury and destroy all his enemies, that satanic power will fail all over the continents, beginning from India to the coast of Africa, South Africa, South America, North America, China, where it all began. Lord, march out in a mighty battle. Send your warrior angels to the four corners of the winds. In the name of Jesus, overthrow your enemies. Overthrow your enemies, Lord. Overthrow your enemies, Lord. Overthrow your enemies, Lord. Pray that God will overthrow the powers of hell in the name of Jesus. Lord, overthrow the powers of hell in the mighty name of Jesus. It is time for battle. Draw your battle line, O God, out of compassion for humanity. Fight the battle for us. Go on the battle for us. Our God and our King, that your name may be glorified. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed.
You know, this is the battle in the heavenlies. We need to understand this. I'm, I know that, you know, some people told me that some people went out to say, oh, it is the punishment of the sins of man. While I do not disagree or agree with it, I will say to you that Jesus said in John 10:10, 10, 10, the thief has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. New Testament theology told us or tells us that God has appointed a day to judge. And until that day of judgment comes, God will not be harsh to humanity. Anytime we see plague, it is from the devil. In this, in, according to the scripture, in this very season, it is not God. God does not want his children to be slaughtered. Of course, the sins of man can trigger retribute. And the ravager that works havoc is Satan. That's the reason why we can pray in the name of Jesus and God can overthrow things like this and bring solution. And God will do that in this case. Now, when I arrived um, from my trip on Monday, on Monday to yesterday, Tuesday, I had an encounter with an angel of the Lord who appeared unto me. And the angel said to me, he said, tell my people on earth to pray to God the Spirit to send his fire. It says, do you not know that God the Holy Spirit is the one that the Lord Jesus has sent to administer the whole world? He is the one in charge of the earth now. And I, you know, I began to see when the angel was talking to me that, mine, it is true. We have never been very much conscious of this, that the administrator of the world given to us by Christ is the Holy Spirit. When Jesus said that I'm going and I will send you another comforter, he will be with you. And it seemed to me that we have ignored God, the Holy Spirit, for a while. And the angel said to me, tell your, the people, your, my people on earth, God's people on earth, to pray that God, the Holy Spirit, will send his fire into our soul, into our mind, into our heart, into our body, and destroy everything the devil had programmed in us. So we are going to lift up our voices now according to Hebrews chapter 117. It says, in speaking of the angels... He says, he makes his angels win our servants flames of fire. You will pray, and Lord, turn me to flame of fire. Make me to flame of fire. Let your fire pass through my soul. Let your fire pass through my mind. Purification, purification. We are praying the fire for purification. Lift up your voice and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Our God, our King, we lift up our voices before you. The Bible says you make your messengers flames of fire. And so we pray thee, O God. Send your holy fire, Holy Spirit of God. Send your holy fire into every one of us. Into our body. To destroy everything the devil has programmed in our body. Send your holy fire into our mind. To consume everything the enemy has set up in our mind. Send your holy fire into our soul. To purify our soul at this time. Everything the devil has done in our being. That hinder us from operating in the gift of the Spirit. The things that Satan had done against the church. That crippled the church of God. That we cannot move in the power as the Bible has said. Holy Spirit of God. Send your fire. 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 Into our body. Into our lungs. Into our hearts. Into our blood. Into our brain. Into our mind. Into our spirit. Send your fire. Send your fire. Purify the church of God on earth. Let us pray that the Holy Spirit will send his fire 
upon the church and purify the church of God on earth. We do not pray for ourselves alone in this case. We are praying for the entire church of God on the globe. Holy Spirit of God, send your fire. Make your, make your messengers flames of fire from Africa to India, Europe to America. Lord, send your fire into the Middle East. Purify your saints, O God. Purify your saints. Let us ask God, fortify us with your holy fire. When Satan sees us, let him see pillars of fire. When demons see us, let them see pillars of fire. Send your fire, O God. Send your fire, O God. Consume us with your fire. Both our children and the children in the womb of our women. Send your fire, Holy Spirit. Send your fire, Holy Spirit. Make us flames of fire. Make us flames of fire. When we walk on the streets, when we are in our home, when we are awake, when we are asleep, make us into flames of fire. A flame of fire that will never be tired. Flames of fire that will consume every impurity. In the mighty name of Jesus, tell the Lord, send us your fire, a fresh fire again, fresh fire of revival that will penetrate our heart and soul and turn us into pillars of fire all over the world. Every saint of God under heaven, turn us into pillars of fire that your name may be glorified. Father, we pray thee so that we can rise up in strength again. Rise up in power again, and the name of God be glorified upon the face of the earth. Father, we bless your name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name. We have just about two more prayers before we go into Bible study. In the book of Psalm, we are still praying on this fire. As the fire of God purifies the sins of God, Similarly, the fire of God is a weapon of war. Psalm 97, verse 3 to 5. It says, Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. This is God Almighty. This is God the Holy Spirit. His lightning lights up the world. <clears throat> the earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord. Before the Lord, the earth, before the Lord of all the earth. We're going to pray Psalm 97, 3 to 5. Father, send your fire to the ends of the earth. I want us to take care of this dimension. Into the clouds, into the air, into the seas, into the, on the mountains, the deserts, the forests into animals, anywhere Satan can keep his weapon, or anywhere demons can incubate. Holy Ghost fire consume them. Holy Ghost fire consume them. That's what we begin to pray. Every weapon the devil has used against each family of God on earth, that the Lord will send his fire to the depth of the sea, destroy completely the arsenal of Satan and the powers of the enemy. Shall we lift up our voice and begin to pray? In the name of Jesus. <coughs> It says, fire goes before him and consumes his foes. The same fire that emanates from the Father, that purifies us, the same fire is a weapon of God. Let fire go before you, God, the Holy Spirit. Release your fire for warfare into the dimensions, all dimensions of the world. In the clouds, <clears throat> let the cloud be mingled with your fire. 
Let the dew be mingled with your fire, so that when it falls upon the face of the earth, it consumes all the weapons of Satan. Send your fire, O God, into the sea, to the depth of the sea. Every armory of Satan in the rivers, in the ocean, Holy Ghost fire destroy them. Holy Ghost fire attack them. Holy Ghost fire attack them. Holy Ghost fire destroy them. Command the fire of God into every dimension. Into wilderness, the fire of God will consume the paths of Satan hidden in those areas. Into every desert upon the face of the earth. Holy Ghost fire destroy the weapons of Satan. Into the North Pole, into the South Pole, into the East and to the West, around the equator, around the longitude and latitudes of the world. Every weapon Satan has kept there, Holy Ghost fire destroyed them. In every space that God had created, every weapon of the devil's store in those places, Holy Ghost fire destroyed them. 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 Pray and tell the Lord, every weapon Satan has been using against my family, wherever they are located in the whole world, Holy Ghost fire destroyed them. 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 He says fire goes out from before him and consume his foes. Everyone among us who Satan has put in sicknesses in their body, let us command the fire of God that the Holy Ghost fire will go into our kidney, into our liver, into our heart, into our blood, into our brain, into our hands, central nervous system, into our, our, our feet, anything that it meets there, that Satan puts there. Let the fire of God consume them. Let the fire of God destroy them. Everyone that Satan had made weary and, and, and very sick will command Holy Ghost fire to attack Wordinesses to attack confusion of mind in the name of Jesus. Tell the Holy Spirit of God, send your fire. Every spirit sent to disrupt marriages, Holy Ghost fire destroyed them. Every spirit that contends with our success, Holy Ghost fire destroyed them. Every spirit that contends with our direction in life. Now, people are confused. To know what to do. Holy Ghost fire destroyed them. 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 Father, we lift up our voice and bless you. Lift up your voice and you know, thank God right now. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his honor. Thank God for these 30 minutes that we have been praying. For the mercy of God. Lord, we exalt you. We magnify the Lord Jesus. We magnify the Lord. Thank God for the answer prayer. Thank God for the power in the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the victory that God has given us tonight. Father, we bless your name. We exalt your holy name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' holy name we are praying. Amen and amen and amen. Well, our 30 minutes for prayer is over. Let me say something to you. At the beginning of this year, or, you know, when we're entering this year, the Lord Jesus told Christ with Tabernacle, you are entering into a year that will be the year of new beginning. Little did we have full understanding of what God was saying, because if you look at the book of Acts, really, in chapter 2, when the church began, there was no church building. No church building. People had meetings in their home. Verse 42. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine, to the teaching, uh, to the teaching of the apostles, to the breaking of bread, to prayer, to fellowship, and they met in their homes. Now, 
Well, it is interesting that this coronavirus God is using now to help all of us to stay at home. So that from home, we can now carry church home. That is the greatest thing that is happening right now. And I want to say to every one of you, let your house be boiling with prayer. Let your house be boiling with praise. Make your house a tabernacle where angels will ascend and descend like the better of, of, of Jacob. So it's a time for us to really go back to the basis. However, that's the reason why currently, in compliance with the, with the rule of the government, we have said everybody should be in their homes so that we are able to teach you through the media, uh, you know, the, the YouTube. Now, we're having live brokers on our YouTube. This is live on YouTube. And you, I want to say this to you. Whenever you, you, we go live, please contact friends. Invite them from all over the world. I welcome those of you that have, have joined us from, you know, other continents, from Europe, from Africa, from America, from India, <coughs> from as, as, as South, Latin, uh, South America, North America, Canada. At least we are not limited to people that we can reach now. So together, we will study the Word of God now. And I'll be handing over to my wife, uh, Reverend Omar, who will be taking us through the lectures of the day, the book of Jeremiah. For every one of you who have been uh, attending the Bible study, you remember and recognize that we are talking about Prophet Jerry for the past few few months. So we'll be going together. Both of us will run you through that in the next uh, 45 minutes. Reverend Omar. Praise the Lord. Uh, we welcome ourselves back from Nigeria. <laughs> and uh, God has been so wonderful. He did uh, great and uh, awesome things while we are in Nigeria. And that we shall be talking about maybe later on in the future. Uh, today we are looking at the, uh, where we, are, uh, we stopped and to also continue in our Bible lectures. Jeremiah chapter 36. And if God helps us, we'll be able to make it to 40. But we might stop in 39. Because there is uh, one lesson that I also want us to learn from that 39. In that book of Jeremiah 36, he says, In the fourth year of Joachim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, the word came to Jeremiah from the Lord, Take a scroll and write on it all the words I have spoken to you concerning Israel, Judah, and all the other nations from the time I began speaking to you in the reign of Josiah till now. Perhaps when the people of Judah hear about every disaster I plan to inflict on them, they will each turn from their wicked ways, then I will forgive their wickedness and their sins. One of the reasons why God was instructing Jeremiah to take a scroll and write on that scroll was to also help the people because of their sins. Just to help the people so that they can repent from their, from their sins. And I believe that this Bible study that we are doing right now, God is bringing us back to basis so that we can look through the word of God. But adventure... We are not doing the will of God as we ought to do it. As God is instructing Jeremiah in his, in his time, he's also instructing us as we are dividing the scroll, uh, relating the scroll with us so that we can take the right 
of, of uh, or the best of God's choice, and we do it. If we don't do it, there is tendency to be problem. So Jeremiah called Baruch, son of uh, Neriah, and the and the wild. That's four. Yes. So Jeremiah called Baruch, mm. son of Neriah, and while Jeremiah dictated all the words the Lord has spoken to him. You know, in those days, there are some people that are educated and some that are not educated, but in the, uh, that are scribes. But in the case of this Baruch, he was the one that was a scribe to Jeremiah. So as the Lord instructed him, he now called the scribes so that everything would be well documented. And then he said, Baruch wrote them on the scroll. Then Jeremiah told Baruch, I am restricted. I'm not allowed to go to the Lord's temple. Mm. You see, sometimes it's... Yes. Didn't let anybody come to church. <laughs> like coronavirus, you know. So, but we, we now can uh, relate the word of God through the media. So we thank God for the grace and the opportunity given to us. So Jeremiah instructed uh, Baruch to write on the scroll. And he said, then Jeremiah told Baruch, I am restricted. I'm not allowed to go to the Lord's temple. So, so you go to the house of the Lord on a day of fasting. You can see through the time that the people's mind are seeking God. That is a time that should go. And I know at this time the word that the word of God is being sent to us. I know it's a time, even though some of us are fasting, some might not be fasting, but it's a time that we all should pay attention to the word of God. He said on this day, and read to the people from the scroll the word of the Lord that you wrote as I dictated. Read them to all the people of Judah who come, who come in from their towns. Perhaps they will bring their petition before the Lord and will each turn from their wicked ways for the anger and wrath pronounced against these people by the Lord, uh, by the Lord are great. Sometimes God might be talking to us through prophets, through ministers, like all the, uh, what is happening in our season now. The coronavirus, God has been pre-warning us through this church, through the man of God, Apostle Williams. And uh, we thank God that we have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. But in the case of these people, they keep on sinning. And in our nations today, in our society, the people keep on sinning. They forget about God. And God is sending more prophets. God is sending friends. God is sending families to us so that we can be able to listen to God. And uh, if we listen, it will be very good for us. Because here I said, perhaps they will bring their petition before the Lord and will each turn from their wicked ways. Can I say to us, for adventure, this word of God is touching your spirit, soul, and body, and you think you are still living in, weak, in wickedness, and you think you are still living in wickedness, you, the, the best thing we, we can tell you is to repent. Because the kingdom of God is at hand. Baruch, son of Neriah, did everything. Did everything. You can see the act of obedience there. Did everything Jeremiah the prophet told him to do at the Lord's temple. Did everything the Lord told him to do at the Lord's temple. He read the word of the Lord from the scroll. Like we are doing today. The Bible is there for us as a scroll. So each time we are instructed the word of God, we must be like the Berean Christian 
and go and read the word of God as it ought to be read. Because today many people leave the word of God under their pillows and they sleep believing God will visit them through it without reading the word of God. The word of God is not meant for us to put under our pillows. It's not meant for us to just handle anyhow. The word of God that we receive, we have to eat it, digest it. Ezekiel ate the word and he said the word tasted like honey. When you read the word of God and you digest it, it will taste more than honey to us in Jesus' name. He said, in the ninth month of the fifth year of Joachim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, <coughs> a time of fasting before the Lord was proclaimed for all the people in Jerusalem and those who had come from the town of Judah, from the room of uh, Gamatian, son of Shaphan, the secretary, which was in the upper courtyard at the entrance of the new gate of the temple, Baruch read to all the people at the Lord's temple the word of Jeremiah from the scroll. He read the word from the, from the scroll. Hallelujah. He didn't read it from the newspaper. He didn't read it from any other place but from the, from the, from the scroll as it was the Bible, as it was dictated. Then Micaiah, son of uh, Jamaria, the son of Shaphan, had all the words of the Lord from the scroll. He went down to the secretary's room in the royal palace where all the officials were sitting. Elishama, the secretary, uh, Deliah, son of Shammai, Ilnatan, son of uh, Akbar, Jemariah, son of Shaphan, Zedekiah, son of Hananiah, and all the other officials. After uh, Micaiah told them everything he had, he, he, uh, he, he had heard, Baruch read to the people from the scroll. All the officials sent Juhudi, son of Nathaniah, the son of Shelemiah, the son of Cushi, to say to, to, to Baruch, bring the scroll from which you have read to the people and come. So Baruch, son of Neriah, went to them. With the scroll in his hand, they said to him, sit down, please, and read it to us. Now the world is digesting. Because these people are expecting, they are waiting, they are fasting. And when the, as the word of God is coming, it's melting through their spirit, soul, and body. So Baruch read it to them. When they heard all these words, they looked at each other in fear and said to Baruch, we must report all these words to the king. Then they asked Baruch, tell us how did you come to write all this? Did Jeremiah dictate it? Yes, Baruch replied. He dictated all these words to me, and I wrote them in ink on the scroll. We can see the boldness yes. in Baruch. Even though the people might, would have known that this is Jeremiah that actually dictated the words. And they asked him, did Jeremiah dictate the boldness? Yes, a lot of us these days, we need to be bold to, say, to, 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 to speak the word of God to as many people that God brings across our path. Jeremiah the prophet sent Baruch, and he was able to do the job well. May we do the work of God well in Jesus' name. Then the official said to Baruch, you and Jeremiah, go and hide. Don't let any, anyone know uh, where you are. You can see the, the word has actually taught the people. 
because they know the type of king that is ruling at that time. They know what the king can do. They now ask them to go and hide. Sometimes, we, we, some will have, apply faith. We, we, we must not be foolish. Amen. When God sends his angels concerning us to, to protect us, to guide us, we must not just be foolish to be acting faith, but we must be smart in our, in, in our minds. He said, then the officials, after hearing the word of God that has broken their spirit, soul, and body, then your officials now said to Baruch, you and Jeremiah, go and hide. Don't let anyone know where you are. Even Jesus, during the time of his ministry, after talking to people and there's accusation and a lot of things, the, Jesus, the wisdom of God himself, always go and hide himself somewhere. So we need to be wise as we do the work of ministry and as we do the work of God. After they put the scroll in the, in the room of El Shama, the secretary, they went to the king in the court and reported everything to him. In the court he had reported, you see, there, there is organization, well-organized uh, a team that are working with the, with the king as well. As we work with the king of kings, God wants us to be organized. You can see from the, from, from the people, they went to one room before they go and seek uh, uh, to, to, to talk to the king. And everything was done orderly. Uh, what I want to speak about here is orderliness in the household of faith. A lot of people, because they are in church, they are not orderly at all. But you can see orderliness here. They didn't just take Baruch to the king. They, they listened to what Baruch is about to say to the king before they, uh, they now took the letter to the king. Now they knew what was going to happen to Baruch. They have already advised Baruch, stay out of this. We will go and face the king. After they put the scroll in the room of El Shama, the secretary, they have secretaries, people that work on their behalf. They went to the king in the courtyard and reported everything to him. The king sent Jehudi to get the scroll. And Jehudi brought it from the room of El Shama, the secretary, and read it to the king. Orderliness I'm talking about here. And all the officials standing beside him. It was, it was the ninth month, and the king was sitting in the winter apartment. This is a time that it was cold, that was cold, with a fire burning in the fire pot in front of him. Fire burning the fire pot to warm up. So this was what the king was doing in his apartment, in his palace there. Whenever Jehudi had read three or four columns of the scroll, the king cut them off with a scribe knife and threw them into the fire pot until the entire scroll was burnt up in the fire. We might be judging the king. There are a lot of times that we put God's word in the fire pot. We burn them. We destroy them. By, not, by, 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 by ignoring it, by not doing the, 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 the right thing the word of God is instructing us to do. We also behave like this king. It was winter time, the king was enjoying his fire, and he felt he should destroy the work of God with his fire. May God help us. In any way that we are destroying the work of God, may he correct us so that we'll be able to read the word of God, digest the word of God, and use it as God has instructed said the king and all his attendants who, who heard all these words showed no fear. You can see the devil has taken their hearts. He said, nor did they tear their clothes, even though Elnathan, the, the liar, and uh, Gimaria asked the king not to burn 
the scroll. These are faithful people, even in the king's palace. As we have faithful people, we also have unfaithful people. But we thank God that uh, in the midst of all this, God is faithful. He would not listen to them. Instead, the king commanded Jeremiah, a son of the king, and uh, Seria, son of Azariah, and Shalamiah, son of Abedil, to arrest Baruch, the scribe, and Jeremiah, the prophet. But the Lord had hidden them. Look at the word, the, but the Lord. It was the Lord that instructed those people to go and hide these people. They but the Lord. God hides his own people. He always protects his own people. You know, in that book of Psalms, he said, we send his angels concerning us, so that we will not step our foot against us. If they had not listened to the people from the palace, they would have been in the king's trouble. They would have been killed. Thank God for wisdom. After the king burned the scroll containing the words that Baruch had written at uh, uh, Jeremiah's dictation, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Is it not amazing that the word of God keeps coming to Jeremiah, even in this type of situation, in a situation that is so tense, he was still able to be focused. May God help us in whatever situation we find ourselves. Take another scroll and write on it. All the words that were on the first scroll, write on it all the words. May God give us a, 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 a good mind in the name of Jesus. If Jeremiah had forgotten the word that God had spoken, he wouldn't have been able to do, do so when he was instructed. He said, with Joachim, the king of Judah, burnt up. Can I just say that for those of you who have just joined us, we are looking at Jeremiah 36 and we are now on verse 29. You can go ahead. Also, tell Jeremiah, king of Judah, verse 29, that Joachim, king of Judah, sorry about that, this is what the Lord says. You burned that scroll and said, why did you write on it that the king of Babylon will certainly come and destroy the land and wipe, uh, and wipe from it, both man and beast? Because he was saying the truth. So the scroll was burned. The word of God sometimes is truthful. When, it, when we hear the truth of the word of God, we also burn it by disobeying the word. May God grant us grace. To obey him in Jesus' name. Therefore, this is what the, 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 the Lord says about Joachim, king of Judah. He will have no one to sit on, his, on, on the throne of David. His body will be thrown out and exposed to the heat by day and the frost by night. This actually came to pass because God is not a man that will lie, nor the son of man that will change his mind. If you look at the book of Proverbs, I think you should read that for me. Proverbs 29, verse 1. Let's see what it says about the wicked. About, uh, uh, Proverbs 29, verse 1. A man who remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. A man who remains stiff-necked after, after many rebukes, many rebukes. will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. And this is what you can see concerning the, the king, king yes. that is burning the word of God. They will not be stiff-necked in Jesus' name. That I will punish him and his children and his attendants for their wickedness. The Bible says there is no peace for the wicked. 
they will not be wicked. I will bring on them and those living in Jerusalem and the people of Judah every disaster I promised against them because they have not listened. This was the reason why he was born in and then calamities still came upon him. They will not be stiff-necked in Jesus' name. So Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to the scribe Barak, son of Nerea. And as Jeremiah dictated, Barak wrote on it all the words of the scroll. All. May God give us a retentive memory that Joachim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire. And many similar words were added to them. Many similar words. May God give us a retentive memory and a, and a great understanding to be able to understand the purpose for which God has called us. The purpose for which he has called us as a prophet to our nation in the mighty name of Jesus. I just quickly go through my scroll here so that we can be able to understand. He said, Joachim burns Jeremiah's scroll. Jeremiah in this chapter was asked by God to take a scroll and write all that God has instructed him. The word that God has spoken to him concerning Israel. What is God telling you to do? They will do it as God has instructed us. What is God telling you as a family to do, as a father to do in your homes, as mothers to do, as ministers to do in your churches? What is God telling you to do? May we carry out his command accordingly in Jesus' name. So he said, uh, God, as God instructed him, Concerning Israel, concerning Judah, concerning all the other nations, since he started speaking to, 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 to him from the reign of Josiah until that time of speaking to him. So he has started from beginning of the reign of Josiah, and the word of God never changed on uh, 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 Jeremiah's lips. He continued to do the same thing. Remember in Jeremiah chapter 1, he said he has called him uh, to do great work. And he, he said a lot of things will happen, yes, to, to, to pull down to uproot. A lot of things will happen to him. But Jeremiah actually did all. Even though in the beginning he said, ah, he felt we'll not be able to do it. But afterwards, he did God's work accordingly. May we do his work accordingly and reflect him accordingly in the name of Jesus. He said, maybe if they, have, if they, if they hear again, why did God instruct Jeremiah to go and talk to these people of Judah, to these people of Israel, to many other nations? He said, maybe if they hear again the disaster and his plan to afflict them, they can come back to their senses and love him more. God wants us to love him more. That's why he's instructing us now. Or maybe they can turn from their wicked ways and he will forgive their wickedness and their sin. You can see this in verses 1. To 3 of Jeremiah 36. And when you go to 7 to 10, Jeremiah dictated all the words the Lord has spoken to Baruch, who spoke them, uh, uh, who wrote them on the scroll. Jeremiah spoke about what would happen to the people. He hoped that they would take notice. Then they would change their ways, and the Lord will forgive them. This is the hope of everyone. When you are being corrected, that is the hope. That when you are corrected, you take to correction, and then you change. God expects a change. But if you are corrected and there is no change, then you, are, you will cause a doom to come upon your life. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. From that Jeremiah 36, 11 to 19, he said the scroll was read by Baruch. 
This is a very good scribe. What is God telling you to teach from the word of God? Are you obedient to it? What are you instructed to write down in your Sunday school, in your Bible study and everything? Are you obedient to do that? So that you can take the word, you reflect it personally, and you reflect it through, through reading to the people. He said the scroll was read by Baruch and discussed by some of the officials. On hearing what was written on the scroll, fear gripped them. May the fear of God grip the people that we are speaking to, if they walk in wickedness. He said the officials then advised Baruch that, uh, that himself and Jeremiah must go and hide. That was the wisdom I was talking about. I must not reveal their hiding place to anyone. They must hide. If not, they will be killed. And the work of God will stop from there. But thank God for wisdom, they choose life. So the scroll was kept in the, in the secretary's room. I was talking about orderliness. And the matter on the scroll was reported to the king. Someone have to report it against because they are in their own hiding. As the scroll was read to the king, he tore it and burned it in the fire. Used in heating the room since it was winter time. This act was far different to his father Josiah. Who humbled himself. You remember Jeremiah has been prophesying from the time of Josiah. Josiah humbled himself because of time. If we go to 2 Kings chapter 22, verses 11 to 13, when the book of remembrance was discovered and it was read to the people, their father repented and followed God. And that was the reference I'm making. So this act was far different from his father, Josiah, who humbled himself when he was told about his disobedience to God. May we humble ourselves as we hear the word of God Especially on a regular basis, as we read and God speak to us through His Word, may we humble ourselves and, and bring change to our lives. In Jesus' name, or changes to our lives. And in that 36, 27 to 32, God gave Jeremiah a new message. Since the first one was burned, He instructed Jeremiah to write a new, a new scroll. To some of us, this might be a new message, warning us again and again that we must. Hold the word of God with respect, and we must obey the word of God. We must have heard it before, but it becomes a new message to us. May God give us ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. God's word cannot be destroyed. This is my note. God instructed Jeremiah to rewrite the scroll, adding to it. The attempt to surprise God's word results in its increase or in rewriting the word. For the king act of rebellion, he received the punishment. That is, the punishment the king received was the complete overthrow of his dynasty. This you can see in the book of 1 Kings 21, 20-23. Because of time, we cannot go to that. So Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to the scribe, Barak, son of Neriah. And as Jeremiah dictated, Baruch wrote... On it, all the words that Joachim, king of Judah, had, uh, had burned in the fire. And that takes us to chapter 37. Because of the work that God has sent Jeremiah, Jeremiah finds himself again in the prison. You know, sometimes because the Lord has called us to do a work for him, we might find us ourselves going through many tribulations, many trials, many problems, but we must not give up. 
for because of the call of God upon Jeremiah's life, let me just read that 32. It says, so Jeremiah 36, 32. So Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to the scribe Baruch, son of Neriah. And as Jeremiah dictated, Baruch wrote on it the words of the scroll that Joachim, king of Judah, had burnt in the fire. And many similar words were added to them. May we receive the word of God as, the, as, it, uh, as it's been sent to us. In that 37, Jeremiah finds himself in prison again. In 38, he finds himself in the system. So, 37. Zedekiah, son of Josiah, was made king of Judah by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He reigned in place of Joachim, son of Joachim. Neither he nor his uh, attendant nor the people of the land paid any attention to the, to the words the Lord has spoken through Jeremiah the prophet. The same thing continues in his, in, in his line there. King Zedekiah, however, sent uh, uh, Jehukiah, son of uh, Shelemiah, with the priest of uh, Zephaniah, son of Miseah, to Jeremiah the prophet with this message. Please pray to the Lord our God for us. Now Jeremiah was free to come and go among the people for he had not yet been put in prison. Pharaoh's army had marched out of Egypt and when the Babylonians who were besieging Jerusalem had the report about them, they withdrew from Jerusalem. Then the word of the Lord came to Jer Jer Jeremiah. In the midst of a confused situation, Jeremiah keeps hearing the word of God. May we hear God at every moment in our lives in the name of Jesus. Whatever we are going through, may we hear God. Jeremiah was able to hear God, even in all the situations, in the midst of confusion. People are, are really bringing problems upon problems on him. He's hearing different things about what is happening, about the grace of God upon his life, burning the scroll with the word of God that has been given. All these things was happening about him. But because Jeremiah keeps focus on God, and this is to encourage us, when we keep our focus on God, there is nothing that we can go through that God will not visit us. So Jeremiah's eyes were fixed on Jesus, was fixed on God. So God was able to visit him, even in this terrible state of his. He said, then the word of God came to Jeremiah the prophet. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, said. Tell the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of me? Remember here, he says that uh, they sent to him and said, neither he nor there's a place that I said, please pray to the Lord your, uh, your God for us. When they find themselves in trouble, they send for Jeremiah to pray for them. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet. In that verse uh, uh, 6 and 7, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, Tell the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of me, Pharaoh's army, which has marched out to support you, will go back to its own land, to Egypt. Mm -hmm. Then the Babylonians will return and attack the city. They will capture it and burn it down. God is not a man that will lie. All these things came to pass. This is what the Lord says. Do not deceive yourself. Thinking the Babylonians will surely leave us. They will not. Even if you were to defeat the entire Babylonians army. That, that is attacking you. And, and only wounded men were left in their tent. They will come out and burn this city down. 
after the Babylonian army had withdrawn from Jerusalem because of Pharaoh's army, Jeremiah started to leave the city to go to the territory of Benjamin to get his share of his property among the people there. But when he reached the Benjamin gate, the captain of the guard, whose name was Erijah, son of Salemiah, the son of Ananiah, arrested him, arrested him and said, you are deserting to the Babylonians. You can see this, what Jeremiah went through as a man of God. What are you going through at this time that you think you are going through something? People that have gone ahead of us, they have gone through worse situation, and yet they were standing and God was speaking to them. Jeremiah was arrested by the Babylonians. You are deserted, no, by the, uh, by the region. He said, you are deserting the Babylonians. That's not true, Jeremiah said. I'm not deserting to the Babylonians. But the richer would not listen to him. Instead, he arrested Jeremiah and brought him to the officials. They were angry at, with Jeremiah and had him beaten. That is what we have, to, we have to pay for following Christ sometimes. Had him beaten and imprisoned in the house of Jonathan the secretary, which they had made into a prison. Jeremiah was put into vaulted cell in a dungeon. You can see all what happened to Jeremiah, yet he's hearing from the Lord. Where he remained a long time. Then King Zedekiah sent to him and had him brought to the palace where he asked him privately, is there any word from the Lord? Because now they, they have seen everything that Jeremiah has spoken has come to pass. So privately, was asking, is there any word from the Lord? When you put yourself in the position where God is using you, in the time that they need you, they will come to you. And God will actually speak through you when you are obedient to him. Yes, Jeremiah replied, you will be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylonia. He was still saying the same thing. Then Jeremiah said to King Zedekiah, what crime have I committed against you or your attendants or these people that you have put me in prison. Where are your prophets who prophesied to you? The king of Babylon will not attack you or this land. But now, my lord, the king, please listen. Let me bring my petition before you. Do not send me back to the house of Jonathan, the secretary, or I will die there. King Zedekiah then gave order for Jeremiah to be placed in the courtyard of the guard. And giving a loaf of bread from the street of the baker each day until all bread in the city was gone. So Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the, of the king. Amen. The Lord Almighty will send helper of destiny to you, even in time of stress. In Jesus' name. That takes us to chapter 39, uh, 38. 37, Jeremiah was in prison. Uh, uh, th uh, 36, the word of God was burnt in the fire. That is, all the efforts that Jeremiah used to prophesy was not taken seriously. Jer uh, Jeremiah 38, Jeremiah thrown into a cistern as well here. So in doing the work of ministry or in working for God, there are terrible situations that we face. May God grant us 
boldness. In Jesus' name. The prison that was put here is a vaulting cell. Mm. Down the bottom of the earth and they would have covered him there. No air would have come in. Let's just begin to see what people that have gone ahead of us went through as they preached the gospel. God said he will be with us. That though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, which is more than the road, he said he will be with us. That he will neither leave us nor forsake us because he has us in his hand. Let's be encouraged by this word of God and he shall be well with us. So in 38, Jeremiah thrown into a system. Shephtiah, son of Matan, Gadaliah, son of Pashur, Yehukiah, son of Shalima, and Pasha, son of Makija, heard what Jeremiah was telling all the people when he said, This is what the Lord says. Whoever stays in this city, whoever stays in this city will die by the sword, famine, and plague. But whoever goes over, the, uh, uh, over to the Babylonians will live. They will escape with their lives. They will live. And this is what the Lord says. The city will certainly be given into the hands of the army of the king of Babylonia, who will capture it. Then the official said to the king, This man should be put to death. He is discouraging the soldiers who are left in the city, as well as the people, by the things he said to them. This man is not seeking the good of these people for their own opposition from the people, but God will always deliver us. He is, he is in your hands, King Zedekiah answered. The king can do nothing to oppose you. So they took Jeremiah and put him in the system. Malkijah, the king's son, Malkijah, the king's son, which was in the country yard of the guard. They lowered Jeremiah by rope into the cistern. It had no water in it, only mud. This is a type of cistern that can kill you immediately. Only mud, and Jeremiah sank down into the mud. But Ebedmedek, a cushion. An ungodly man, an official, a Kushan, an Egyptian, an official in the royal palace, had that they had put Jeremiah into the system. While the king was sitting in the, in the Benjamin gate, Ebed-Melech went out of the palace and said to him, My lord the king, these men have acted wickedly. Wickedly. There are many times that we act wickedly. May God take wickedness from us in Jesus' name. This man has acted wickedly in all they have done to Jeremiah the prophet. They have thrown him into a cistern where he will starve to death when there is no longer any bread in the city. Then the king commanded Ebed-Melech the Cushite, take 30 men from here and you and leave Jeremiah the prophet out of the cistern before he dies. God will send helper of destiny to us in our own crisis in Jesus' name. Then the king, yes, they lifted his soul. Ebed-Melech took the men with him and went to 
a room under the treasury in the palace. He took some old rags and worn out clothes from there and led them down with ropes to Jeremiah in the cistern. Ebed-Melech, the Cushite, said to Jeremiah, Put these old rags and worn out clothes under your arms to part the rope, so that the rope would not tear his armpit. Jeremiah did so, and they pulled him out up with the ropes and lifted him out of the system. And Jeremiah re, uh, remained in the courtyard of the king. That is how Jeremiah was pulled out, even in the midst of danger. God has special reward for faithful individuals when they do his goodwill. They will be faithful in Jesus' name. Zedekiah questioned Jeremiah again. Then King Zedekiah sent for Jeremiah the, uh, the prophet and had him brought to the third entrance of the temple of the Lord. I am going to ask you something. The king said to Jeremiah, do not hide anything from me. Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, if I give you an answer, will you kill me? Even if I did give you counsel, you will not listen to me. But King Zedekiah swore this oath secretly to Jeremiah. As surely as the Lord lives, you, you, uh, as, who has given us breath, I will neither kill you nor hand you over to those who want to kill you. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, This is what the Lord God uh, Almighty, the God of Israel, says If you surrender to the officers, to the officers of the king of Babylon, your life will be spared, and this city will be burned down. You and your family will leave. But if you will not surrender to the, but if you not surrender to the officers of the king of Babylon, this city will be given into the hands of the Babylonians, and they will burn it down. You yourself will not escape from them. You can see Zedekiah's fear there. But God spoke. But Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, I am afraid of the Jews who has gone over to the Babylonians. For the Babylonians may hand me over to them and they will mistreat me. They will not hand you over, Jeremiah replied. Obey the Lord by doing what I tell you. Then it will go well with you and your life will be spared. But if you refuse... So surrender, this is what the Lord has revealed to me. All the women left in the palace of the king of Judah to be brought out of the officials of the king of Babylon. Those women will say to you, they misled you and overcame you. Those trusted friends of yours, your feet are sunk in the mud. Your friends have deserted you. All your wives and children will be brought out to the Babylonians. You yourself will not escape from their hand, but will be captured by the king of Babylon. And this city will be burnt down. Then Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, Do not let anyone know about this conversation 
or you may die. If the official hear that I talk with you, and they come to you and say, Tell us what you said to the king, and what the king said to you. Do not hide it from us, or we will kill you. Then tell them, I was pleading with the king not to send me back to Jonathan's house to die there. All the officials did come to Jeremiah and question him. And he told them everything the king had ordered him to say. So they said no more to him. For no one had had his conversation with the king. And Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the guard until the day Jerusalem was captured. 39, the fall of Jerusalem. God said, I will stop in this uh, 39. This is what Jerusalem, uh, this is how Jerusalem was taken. In the ninth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the tenth month, uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, marched against Jerusalem with his whole army and laid siege to it. And all the nine days of, of the fourth month of Zedekiah, eleventh year, the city will be broken through. Then all the officials of the king of Babylon came and took seat in the middle gate. Nagal, Sherezaiah, Oshamgar, Nabosazakim, a chief officer. Nagal, Sherezaiah, a high official, and all other officials of the king of Babylon. When Zedekiah, king of uh, Judah and all soldiers saw them. They fled. They fled. They left the city at night by the way of the king's garden through the gate between the two walls and they headed towards the Arabah. But the Babylonians' army pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plain of Jericho. They captured him and took him to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, in Reba, in the land of Hamas, where he pronounced sentence on him. There at Reba, the king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes and killed all the nobles of Judah. Then he put, he pulled, put out Zedekiah's eyes and bound him with bronze shackles and take, and take him to Babylon. The Babylonians set fire to the royal palace and houses of the people and broke down the walls of Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan, commander of the imperial guard, carried into exile to the Babylonians, the people who remained in the city along with those who had gone over to him and the rest of the people. But Zebuzaradan, the commander of the guard, left behind in the land of Judah some of the poor people who owned nothing. And, and at that time, he gave them vineyards and fields. These are part of uh, Jeremiah's prophecy in the past, and it came to pass. We want to thank God for Jeremiah's life. Then he says, now Zebuchadnezzar, king of 
Babylon had, had, had given uh, these orders about Jeremiah through Nebuzaradan, uh, commander of the imperial uh, uh, guard. Take him and look after him. Don't harm him, but do for him whatever he asks. So Zebuzaradan, the commander of the guard, Zebushaban, a chief officer, Megaya, Sherazah, the high officials, and all the other of, uh, officers of the king of Babylon, sent and had Jeremiah taken out of the courtyard of the guard. He turned him over to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, to take him back to his home. So he remained among his own people. While Jeremiah has been confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him. Go and tell Ebed-Medek, the Cushite, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, I am about to fulfill my word against this people. Words concerning disaster, not prosperity, at that time, they will be fulfilled before your eyes. But I will rescue you on that day, declares the Lord. You will be given into the... You will declare the Lord. You will not be given into the hands of those who, 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 fear, who, who fear. I will save you. I want us to have this last portion in mind. These are Jeremiah's prophecy, and when the time came, things happened as he has prophesied. But look at the man that actually saved um, Jeremiah from the mud, from death. Helper of uh, destiny for Jeremiah. God blessed him. Look, look at let's, I want us to keep that verse 18, you know, and hold forth to it so that we, can, we will always do good and not evil. He said, I will save you. You will not fall by the sword, but we escape with your life because you trust in me, declares the Lord. May we trust in him. May we carry out his word Amen. as he has given it to us in Jesus' name. Amen. When next you are going to meet, you are going to go straight to Jeremiah 40, which is Jeremiah 3. May we have the freedom of God in all that we do in the name of Jesus. Amen. I rest my case and pass on to Apostle Williams. Well, to round up for I'm us. very sure that we will we'll enjoy this piece uh, from, you know, about Jeremiah. And, you know, I also was going to talk about Ebed Melech. Anyone who does good to the saint of God never escape God's blessing. The same thing, anyone who ministers to God's ministers, God never for, for, forget them. God will always bless them because in the time of the, the downtime and adversity of his ministers, that such person gave themselves to be a blessing. Now also, finally, before we pray... <coughs> The beginning of this story, and reflected right through the story from chapter 36, are we not amazed that God pronounced disaster and God gave a way of escape? 
God pronounced disaster. He gave the way of escape. If you look at chapter 36, in verse, um, uh, um, I'll read from verse, verse um, 2 and 3. Take the scroll and write on it all the words I have spoken to you concerning Israel, Judah, and all other nations from the time I began speaking to you in the beginning of Josiah, Josiah um, uh, till now. Perhaps when the people of Judah hears about every disaster I plan to inflict on them, each of them will turn from their wicked way, then I will forgive their wickedness. So God is not interested in the death of a sinner, but for a sinner to repent. And I want to say that at this time, that everyone who is listening all over the world must recognize, even if you are listening to this cast now, but you find yourself that you have turned away from God, and you are suffering by virtue of that. God only uses the suffering to get your attention and my attention. Why don't we join together and turn to the Lord at this very time? You will still find grace and mercy. May the Lord strengthen you. Can I say that we will come live again on Friday, uh, which is Overcomers Night. Seven o'clock on Friday, we will start our prayer, and then we'll go into the Overcomers through this cast and i would like to say to every one of you please remind everybody send this link to all your friends so that we can all be blessed together um somebody uh, or a number of people have called to ask that if they want to uh, give their offering or tithe how could they do that i'm sure that on the screen you will have the details of the account and you can always do your giving normally to the lord together Shall we pray together on this? I want us to join together and pray. There's something in Jeremiah. God continued to speak to Jeremiah. And that distinct him from everyone. So we're going to pray and say, Father, open my ears. Let me hear your voice. Open my eyes. Let me see what you are revealing to me. Shall we begin to pray for ourselves in the name of Jesus? Father, in the name of Jesus, as you use Jeremiah, tell the Lord, use me. As you open the ears of Jeremiah to hear the whole message he had in uh, the first time, he had again at the second time. And Jeremiah was able to write down the things that God showed him from beginning. Lord, we ask for sight, we ask for insight, we ask for memory, we ask for eyes to see the things that God is showing us. We ask for ears to hear the audible voice of God, ability to see vision and trance in this very season that many are confused across the globe. Ability to know the will of God in all circumstances and be constant in the knowing of the will of God. Not say something today and tomorrow we say what is in our mind. But the kind of grace that was upon Jeremiah, that Jeremiah was used of God right through. May the Lord grant unto us. May the Lord endow upon us. May the Lord fortify us in this very season and empower us and bring us to an expected end. This we ask together and believe that it is done. As we ask in Jesus' holy name, shall we all say amen? Amen, amen and amen. We are going to bring this ministry to a close as we read together with an uplifted hand. 
Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Shall we? Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of God be with you. And tomorrow, I believe, we'll be joining on our prayer network through the telephone. And on Friday, I'll be speaking to you live again from Seattle Cathedral. God bless you. Until the next time we see. Bye for now.